We are back here with part two with uh, Jay and David on the green awning as we sit down and just kind of discuss everything that's that's happening here at Elmwood Country Club right now. It's been a while since we've uh, done one of these, so this podcast might be a four and a half hour recording. See, I can't even remember. Was it two weeks ago? Or I don't know. It's been three weeks now. But, you know, you wanted to talk about. Yeah, I did. You wanted to segue into something. You know, we were just Some- discussing. Uh, the, the tailor-made fitting event that we have on some, June some more 11th. Some more thoughts. So, but can I just bring something up before we do that? Okay. What is it? Like, I, I'm concerned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm concerned for my friend here. Is it is it the intake? I mean, how much Red Bull is an appropriate amount of Red Bull to drink <laughs> in one 24-hour period? I, I don't know. But if you go with... You know, I didn't have any coffee today. Okay. Normally, I got about three or four cups of coffee. Well, cups. It'd be more than a cup because it's you know it's the whatever you want to call them. I just I just don't want to see anything happen to you, especially on air. <laughs> you know, get some long hours. You need. You do. Got to ride the bull, right? Sometimes you just got to ride the bull. <laughs> right. That's a message from our sponsor, eventually Red Bull. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Gives you wings. Um, okay, that's all I was just had to say. I just okay. So back to you. You drive around the golf course on a mower. A lot of stuff goes through my head. Yep. The other day, I'm sitting there going, I really think it would be beneficial, and I would not be doing my part as a as a liaison or uh, a member of the golf course superintendent association of America, the GCS double a that I think one of these equipment companies, it could be tailor-made. It could be somebody, but they should partner up with the GCS double a. And as a superintendent member of the GCS double a, you are fitted for a set of clubs. We are essentially on staff with the equipment company. You know, it's because, you know, we are, we are supplying you professionals with, with a place to, to do your craft. Right. You know, I'm, I'm processing your, cause you know what I'm, here. you know what kind of wedges I'm playing. Well, and so what I'm sitting here and I'm thinking is, uh, you know, I think, I think it's a you're on to something maybe, but I think free advertisement. I, I think mean, that's the partnership that you're looking for is is not with a TaylorMade or a a Titleist or a Callaway or a Cleveland or a Ping. Yeah, I think it's definitely with the Square Strike Wedge <laughs> Company, <laughs> uh, the GX7 driver. We gotta start small. And uh, what's the putter that stands up on its own? I think it's just called the standalone putter. Isn't <laughs> I, don't it? I don't know. I think I think every golf course superintendent in the country should be shipped a set of square strike wedges, in a, a set of a set of Warrior irons, um, a GX7 driver, and a standalone putter. That's what we're worth to you. Yes. No. No. This is all you're worth to me. I think if. I just think it's perfect. Now, if let's say you know you, right away when somebody rolls up 
to the to the golf course, you see that set that you're like, he's a golf course superintendent somewhere. I need to thank him. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> as and as you advance it in the ranks, maybe you could get some grenade irons, some volcano torch wedges <laughs> from grenade. Bomb tech. <laughs> bomb tech, whatever bomb tech grenade. I don't know. Yeah. It's some explosive company. They're hot. Uh no, you might be onto something. But I think the partnership has to be with the right the right brand. The right feel. Should we try to bring the links when, back? When I think of golf course superintendent, only one superintendent of all time comes to mind. His name's Carl Spackler. Oh. And I'm telling you right now, Carl would never play TaylorMade. No. He would be. It's from the Lost and Found. Yeah, he would be playing. <laughs> he, be, I found this club on hole seven. We want me to do with this. This is Havoc Camps. Yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> club on hole number seven. What do you want? We got golfers everywhere. It's too busy. <laughs> you know, there was an article in the golf course uh, management magazine, GCM. I don't know how long ago it was. It was uh, um, they did a big inter- they did an interview with a bunch of superintendents. Whether they not they thought Carl Spackler was a good or bad thing for the. Golf course superintendent trade. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. It was the good. greatest thing. Yeah. But he wasn't the head superintendent. No. He was more of just a grounds crew guy. You know. Uh, he was probably, a lifer. Uh, maybe more like a crew foreman. Yeah. There's the, the head superintendent was, I mean, and he was more of a delegator in that. I don't know. I, I thought well, it was thought Carl was the head green. No, he's the Scottish guy. It, he that's, says, wasn't he the caddy guy? No, no. God, oh my gosh, get out of here. It's been a while. He says, We got gophers. We got gophers. You got to get rid of all the gophers. <laughs> yeah, and, but I And then know. Carl's like, Well, if I get rid of all the gophers, we, he thought he was. He, then he goes, Yeah, the golfers. Golf, gophers, you idiot. Not golfers. So anyway. Watch the movie. We have a, a Caddyshack segue, another segue. Uh, we do have our Caddyshack Twilight. It's not coming up for a while. Uh, August 7th. One of the best nights of the year. It's so so much fun. Uh, I want to get back to Golf Course Management Magazine. Yeah. GCM. Yeah. I'd like to see him rename the, the publication to something different. What do you? What do you? Well, I don't know. Like GCM Golf Course Magazine. Golf Course Management. Oh, Golf Course Management or magazine. magazine. I think it's Golf Course Management. Though. What would you? What would you call a publication if uh, you had naming rights right now? Golf Course Magazine. What's in it? What's in it? What are we talking about? Grassroots. <sighs> yeah, but is it a golf course? Like, yeah, it's, a, it's about golf course management, but like I feel like. I feel like there could have been another name. You want to you want a more clever name. Yeah. Something that like if I myself as a PGA professional, I might pick up and read. Yeah, but isn't yours just like PJ section magazine? Uh, it's called PGA magazine. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Come on, people. Come up with a better name. They we can do better. PGA magazine. I'm, I'm gonna to say what, what could it be? It can't just be as simple like grounds and turf. No. Why don't we come together and put do an industry. We can head that out. It'd be a 
274 page annual. Once I say once again, <laughs> the Chris around Christmas time. Uh, what's next on the golf course? What's what is next? Oh, where are we at? We got 40, uh, so we got a C3. That's going to be um, new experience here. Yep. We so should. as you saw, three tee box was split into two. We now have the the newer tee area we're mowing behind two greens. So there's actually th four different teeing locations on number three because we have the forward tee there. So we got a seed. We're going to seed in the, the left side of three. Um, and that, that'll be, that'll be new here. Have, you know, typically don't do a whole lot of bank grass seeding in, in June, but see how it comes along. Um, four tee boxes is sodded. Um, we got to do the same. We got to seed level and seed the back of number eight. Uh, we'll extend that tee box back as, as much as possible. Um, we still got to get the sand and get some drainage and get the sand in the green side bunker on number nine, the right hand side one. And then we're going to start um, cleaning out and reshaping the, uh, the green side bunkers on 11. And that is, that's kind of the, well, no, we discussed putting in a 14 on 14. Yes. Our fifth, no, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Because a part of this, the the deal, part of the master plan, yeah. would be forward T on fourteen. Because a part of the plan, you know, right now we have the culvert that's in there that's collapsing, um, and that culvert short of the green, we're basically going to put the original original creek creek back in. Okay. That being said, that, that changes the dynamic of that hole. We needed to put a forward tee in there, um, which is realistic for our forward tee players, mm -hmm. ladies and seniors and juniors. Um, that yardage is going to be around 280 yards, but the par for the golf course has changed to a par four. Um, so... The fact that, that that's happening is now going to change our par for the forward tees to a par 69. I'm so excited for that. Um, which I think is going to be a, a – it's going to make number 14 uh, a realistic hole for, for everybody that's playing up there. It's going to give them the opportunity to potentially have a birdie putt, um, opportunity to make par. I, mm -hmm. I, I just feel like from where we have it, the angle – you know, right now the forward tees is is the same distance as the champ tees. Yes, just across the other side of the creek, and it becomes a shot where I think it's going to take around four shots on average to get to the green. You got a one putt for par, where you know we want to set up the scenario to where people can get around um, the golf course, have a little more fun, have more birdie opportunities, opportunities to make more pars because that's when people. Have fun. They come back and play more often. That's what we're all about. Um, so that 4T going in, um, it's going to be, yeah, approximately 280 yards. Sitting on the fairway side of the creek, correct? Correct. 
perfect. Um, so that's coming. So in the near future, we're going to see 11 bunkers cleaned out, redone, not to the extent of the green monster or anything like that, but they will be, yeah. you know, flat bottom, kind of a mini mountain range. You think you yeah. think in mini mountain range, mini, yeah. Grass face, grass face. Um, that'll, that'll look really nice. Yeah. Kind of just, uh, you know, we want to get it up enough to do what they're supposed to do. Seeing a lot of balls roll in and out of those. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, nothing. I don't think we'll, I, I don't think we'll see those anywhere like number three, but, um, you know, give some of the character back and, uh, uh and probably widen those out a little bit. Like if you go over there right now, since it's starting to get dry, you can see almost the original bunker lines. Yeah. Because they're, you know, the sand's still underneath where the grass yeah, has grown yeah. over over the years. So bring those out further a little bit towards the tee box a little bit. Um, and that's kind of it for right now, kind of the, the plans of the projects really. I think that one thing that I noticed out there, this is this is a little bit on a different different subject. Is I was I was kind of out there looking at number uh, four champ tee the other day. Um, I think that we we had the junior event, the junior uh, Elmwood Junior Amateur was here, so I was kind of out yeah. surveying the groups. Yep, last Thursday. Uh, behind, in between three and two, there's an ash tree. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I feel like a lot of members that we've had that have been concerned about, well, why are we taking down the ash trees? Mm -hmm. You know, that's a healthy tree, blah, blah, blah. I think everybody needs to go look at this tree. Um, it's an ash tree. It's old. Um, it's, it's kind of looks like death at the top mm -hmm. death at the, the edges on the, and right in the middle, there's some, a little life left. Yeah. It's there. Um, from what I understand, that's kind of what happens when, that's the ash borer. That's ash borer. Yeah. yeah. So we know we have it on our property, and we know we've just made an effort in the years prior to this to try to get rid of the ash trees. Otherwise, we're going to have a problem, right? We're going to have all of these ash trees yeah, looking eventually yeah. like that. So we took down some ash on seven. Yes, we did. Two. Two ash trees on seven the other day, mm -hmm. which, you know, if you go, if members drive out and look at that tree, I almost think we should leave it there for now so people can see okay, this is why we needed to do this. I know in the past it's been like, well, maybe we should try to save them. It's an expense, yes. expensive yeah. chore to do to save those trees. And if we wouldn't have been proactive or continue to do this, now you're, obviously this is your first year here and you see all the ash trees that remain. Yeah. But they, there has been an effort in years prior to... Systematically take them out. Yeah. And, and now you can see, okay, we got, there's some trees with it. Go look at it and then look at what the golf course could look like. Once you understand what an ash tree is, mm -hmm. you can start picking them out on the golf course. You can kind of see like, boy, we're going to have a problem if we don't continue to, to thin those out. There's a tremendous amount of ash trees. The area that comes to mind is hole 15. You can go in there. When I think about that area, okay, now I can sit there. I can look at the ash trees that are in there. 
But if you really pay close attention, there's some gorgeous oaks that are sitting yes, right is. in there. Yeah. And it's almost like, okay, so you have a gorgeous tree, specimen tree, a couple of them that are hidden by these uh, ash trees that could and will eventually look like the one on two. <laughs> right. And you're yeah. like, oh, okay, so one of our, a great golf hole could end up, could end up having a problem if we're not proactive in how we, you know, thin those areas out. Correct. Strategically put things in to make the integrity of the shots that you're going to hit the same mm -hmm. without those trees there. Yes. Um, so that's why I think I just wanted to put that out there that I noticed it. I talked to you about it. You said, yeah. Yeah, there's another one. Um, I want to think, I would say there's another one. I want to say it's down the right hand side of one in between one and 10. That is pretty thin as well up top. But I just noticed how that I was like, oh boy, that's, that's, yeah. So I just don't, obviously, nobody, once they see that tree, they're just going to be like, well, we can't, we can't have that everywhere. Yeah. And we eventually will if we're not. Yeah. And then once it gets to that point, that's a pretty big expense, obviously. Mm -hmm. to. So if you can take care of that issue over time, correct, we're going to be in better shape. Yeah. So we're going to be doing some tree trimming too. I forgot about that. I mean, it was supposed to happen this week, but that didn't, that didn't play out. Um, so we're going to trim up, you know, raise up a few of the canopies a little bit on a couple oaks. And we sit here and we've, you know, we've talked about this and I think I tried to point this out every time I play with a new member or I play with somebody n new. Um, you know, we got the veranda, we got the chairs, we got 18 and everything it has to offer. Um, when you're looking at the pro shop, there are four or five absolutely stunning specimen oak trees right out here between one tea box and 18 green. And you, and you can't see them. You know, that, that oak tree, that monster oak over there by left of one is mm -hmm. absolutely gorgeous. Um, so, yeah, that's what we'd like to get to is getting those to be to be seen. Mm -hmm. And I don't think it takes anything away from the hole. It, you know, it's only enhances the beauty. Yep. Absolutely. We uh, we had a, a small event here um, on Sunday. A gentleman by the name of Bill Reed, um, a member at Hyperion, uh, and uh, I, I believe uh, John Owson used to be the head golf course superintendent there. What'd you say? John Owson. John Owson. He was Austin. the uh, superintendent at Hyperion. Yes, at Hyperion. Yeah. Um, they... You know, I think Bill, Bill's the guy that, uh, he's, he runs the Hickory Golf Association and, uh, I reached out to him because we had a Hickory event at Ames Golf and Country Club. It was sponsored by Ames Silversmithing. Um, and it was called the Hickory Hacker. Uh, they did an event. It was a stroke play event. They would flight it, pay out prizes, have a fish 
fish and chips afterwards. It was a lot of fun. Uh, first year we did it, we had about 16 players. A lot of the guys that came were Hickory Golf Association guys, guys that play exclusive Hickory. Mm-hmm. A lot of them play down in Des Moines. Um, but they're full on when there's an event. They go, they're, you know, dressed in their plus fours, uh, wearing shirt and tie, uh, playing. I mean, they have these phenomenal hickory sets. Um, hickory, uh, for those that don't know, you know, classic, t- you know, old time golf clubs. You think of like old Tom Morris. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh, I'm just, I got to do a better job. Uh, <laughs> I'm drawing a blank anyway. Uh, but hickory is made out of wood. Um, he brought some Benelos out too, right? Yes. So, so I, I get with Bill Reed and I'm like, Hey Bill, let's see if we can get a Hickory event going. He's like, I think it's fantastic. Great idea. You got an old, he already knew you got an old Bendelow design there. Classic, classic, uh, course. Um, I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. I think our Hickory guys would love it. See what you can do for getting it, getting the event going. Well, then COVID hit and, uh, Bill was stuck down in Texas for a while. We didn't even know if we were going to end up doing the event. Contacted me about 10 days prior. Hey, I think we're going to do it. I'm going to try to get some guys. Let me see what you can do. I didn't know how many guys he was going to get. I, I spoke to a few people. Wish I would have spoke to more because it turned out to be an absolute blast. We get these guys here. We had 16 players year one, just like we did in Ames. Small group. Um, but I can tell you, I had forgotten how much fun it is to play with those wooden shafted <laughs> yeah. golf clubs. Um, I hit my first tee shot um, playing with a group of guys. And some guys from the Hickory Golf Association were there watching. And I hit it horrible. I sliced it right into the right trees on number one. And I turned around and I couldn't stop laughing. Um, just because, you know, you look down and you're like, gosh, there's the guys that, that won majors with these this equipment shot great scores and i can't even begin to hit it um so we we played a little best shot it was a lot of fun um had some fish and chips afterwards um all the guys that came here for the uh from the hickory golf association just raved about the golf course how much fun it was how it was built for an event like that it was playing firm um so guys could step up there with their one wood and they could have their mashy niblick yeah. into the green. And, oh, my gosh, it was just just so much fun. Um, we, uh, after the event, you know, those guys said, how can we how can we get more players to participate? And I said, I, just, I had the same issue at, at Ames because people have never done it. They think I have a hard enough time hitting – Mm-hmm. the big headed driver and the modern day equipment that I have, I'm going to be no good and this and that. And I said, my response is it's, it's just fun. Like I can't yeah. describe it. You hit a shot regardless of how you hit it. You turn around, you're in a, you hit a good one. I mean, if you had a good shot with these hickory clubs, I mean, you're sold, you're in, uh, we had uh, Chuck, Chuck Meshek was out there. Uh, and, you know, he's a, he's, I would call him, he's got a long, smooth swing that is built for Hickory golf clubs. The guy hit more quality shots with those wooden shafted clubs than I've seen him probably hit. 
<laughs> it was wild. Um, yeah, it's amazing how much you have to alter your swing. Oh, you know, my gosh. Just, you know, tone it down. And What's interesting, if you can – you can, if you can slow it down, you can hit it pretty solid. If you get a, you know, the different names of the clubs, you've got, uh, you know, a mid iron, uh, mashy, a mashy niblick, a niblick, uh, a spoon, all these different clubs. But so if, if you can get like a mid iron, I swear you can hit that thing from anywhere from 90 yards to 180 yards, depending on how you work the, you know, yeah. the club. Um, but it was, that was a, that was a phenomenal event. I, I was, I was ecstatic that they all had a good time. They all appreciated the classic design, the classic layout, the name behind the, the, uh, the club. Yeah. And, 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 and the, and the other side of things. So we had that event and then I went and played, uh, played an event on Monday, partner event. And I played with a young assistant from Cedar Rapids country club. And I started talking to him a little bit and I, I said, you know, we had the Hickory event. I started talking to him about it and said, we we're a Bendelow design. And he was like, kind of look, huh? Who, who's that? I said, well, same guy that laid out Cedar Rapids Country Club. Oh, really? It's like, well, yeah. But then they obviously had someone else come in and yeah. put their name, put their redesign or whatever they did yeah. to it. And Donald Ross, right? Well, guy by the name of Donald Ross. Came and in. so now they're marketed as a, a Ross, yep. Ross, which is, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the original layout was. Do you have any idea what their original layout, how much changed from, from a, quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, like I said, I, I think, uh, I think one is an original nine. I know three green. He used three green complex of Bendelow's. I'm trying to figure out. I think originally, I'd say what, 12, two, 14. If two's not an original Bendelo out at CR hole, because it fits the mold for that, because utilizing what you have in front of you, like yeah, the big slow, you know, there was yeah. no dirt, right? Like you could yeah. easily, if you're coming in there, big name, you could have, you could have done some big changes to to that hole. I'm trying to think. I wish I knew. I don't. I'm just saying from my perspective, from a player, from from playing this golf course, from the other courses I've seen, that hole just seems like it might be. But I think it is. It just it just feels like it could be a tee off. You hit up the hill, kind of like a hole number uh, um, uh, 17 here. Hole number 11, you just hit up the hill, right? You don't really see what's in what's in front of you, right? Um, there's some similarities there. I can find it. Like, but anyway, just to have a young kid there and just to try to, because I, I I probably didn't even really get into history or architecture or things like that until a few members here got me going on it, and uh, I I just want to be a part of the conversation, I guess, when they start talking. But yeah, that that event was a lot of fun. Next time we do it, I'm going to do a better job of 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 getting people to to sign up because. It, it took me hitting a shot with a hickory club again to remember how much fun it is to do. And after I got out there, I was like, holy cow, this is a blast. I wish more people – I wish I would have done a better job of just telling people to sign up for this. So next time, listeners, when we have the hickory event, I will be calling you and recommending that you sign up because it was a lot of fun. 
Um, I got my associate here. He's uh, he's diving deeply into his cell phone right now to try to figure out some information. I'm, I oh, I just had it. I I don't know why. I uh, I sent it to a couple people. Well, I tell you what. While you day. while you dive into that. I'll have it like in five minutes. In five minutes, we're going to come back. We're going to take another short break from our conversation here today. Um, We appreciate you guys listening. We hope you're enjoying it. And we'll be back here shortly uh, with the Green Awning.